just because you don't feel well doesn't mean that something wrong is going on. But that's typically when people run to the doctor, run to the medicine cabinet, run to their remedy of choice to reverse. You know, if my fever's high, I have to bring it down. If I've got diarrhea, I need to stop it. If I can't go, I need to make it go. And so we try to use chemical means to reverse what's going on rather than this model helps you to really understand what's happening and why. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your day is off to an amazing start. Thank you so much for joining me again for another episode on the Wellness Witch podcast. My morning is off to a great start, guys, because it's sunny and I can see grass. And that is a huge win for me because spring is around the corner and I'm so excited for that. I just, I'm done with the snow. I'm done with the cold. I am done with the gray skies and I am just excited for, for the new season as I'm sure many of you are. I don't think I've seen grass in like two and a half months. So I'm sitting here in my office and looking across the street at the park and the snow is melting and I'm very, very excited for that. So enough about that our episode today. I'm so excited for it. And I I basically went down the rabbit hole a few weeks ago and I was, I don't even actually know what I was searching, but I was researching something online. And then as I'm sure many of you have, have been down the rabbit hole, you know, you started on one thing and then three hours later you landed on this other thing and you have no idea how you got there. And that's basically what happened to me. And that is how I found my guest today, Dr. Melissa Sell. She is a German New Medicine consultant, and I was very unfamiliar with German New Medicine, and uh, which was one of the reasons why I had to have her here today, so that she can really break this down and explain this to us. And I'm really going to encourage you to listen to our episode today with an open mind and an open heart, as I really hope that that's the case for every episode. You know, today... We talk a little bit about COVID. We talk a little bit about virology and viruses. We talk about cancer and it could be a little bit triggering. And so as with anything, I want you to take what resonates, leave the rest. For me, I am always just open to learning new things, gaining new knowledge and new insights. And um, that's how we grow, right? That's how we develop self-awareness. And German new medicine is really this sort of new paradigm of medicine and really this opportunity for us to trust the inner workings of our physiology and that we really possess this remarkable self-healing capabilities. And essentially, you know, what's happening with disease, as you're going to learn about in our episode today, is that disease is really brought on from external conflicts, conflicts that we have not resolved and we have not dealt with. And so it brings about symptoms and pain and disease and cancer and whatnot. And so that's really fascinating to me. I think for many of us, we are aware that certain traumas and conflicts in our life definitely 
are correlated to disease and when why we feel the way we feel. Um, and this just really breaks that down for us on a much deeper level. And so we're going to dive into what German new medicine actually is. There are five biological laws associated with German new medicine. And Dr. Melissa Sell is going to break all of that down for us and explain all those laws for us. We really talk about why the body develops disease and why we don't have to fear disease ever again. So really fascinating, and I hope you learn a lot. Uh, like I said earlier, I really just encourage you to listen with an open heart and an open mind. And more than anything, I really this hope that this episode just really helps to connect you to your body in a deeper way and create a new level of awareness. And so my guest today is Dr. Melissa Sell. She's a chiropractor and a German new medicine consultant. She helps people to understand their symptoms from the German new medicine perspective, guides them in learning to trust their bodies, and teaches them mental shifts for creating a deep sense of peace and well-being. So let's dive in. Okay, U.S. friends, if you are looking for certified organic, unfiltered, and full-spectrum premium quality CBD, head on over to eatenhemp.com. I am a really big fan of their CBD oils. I use them on the regular, and I actually use all of their products. Recently, they released their Super Crunch Bars, which is delicious chocolate with hemp seeds in there. There's this delicious crunch, their maple cinnamon flavor or their Himalayan pink salt. I absolutely love them. They're organic, they're kosher, they're vegan, dairy-free, soy-free, and they're omega-rich because they've got those delicious hemp hearts in them. I also love their toasted super seeds. I love the Himalayan pink salt adding that one to my salads for some added crunch and their maple flavor. I add that into granolas and quite honestly, I eat it right out of the bag. They are protein packed, antioxidant rich. They're high in fiber and loaded with those healthy anti-inflammatory omega-3s. And if you're looking for a delicious sweet bite that isn't loaded with sugar, but also has delicious protein in there and healthy omega-3s, check out their organic superfood bites. These come in a variety of flavors and they are super clean ingredients, six grams of plant protein, there's fiber in there, and they are organic, raw, gluten-free, and vegan as well. Head on over to eatenhemp.com, use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES and save 20% off your order. Hello, Melissa. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Samantha. Thank you for having me. Yes, my pleasure. I'm really excited to dive into our conversation today. And before we do that, I would love it for you to share with our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Cool. Well, I am, I'm a chiropractor um, and I graduated chiropractic school, uh, gosh, 10 years ago now, 2012. And um, was just totally into all things holistic health and nutrition and exercise and detoxing and just like the whole world of all things natural and alternative health. Um, but five years ago, I was doing some research for on magnesium supplementation, and the person who was speaking said the words German New Medicine, and I was like, I've never heard of that. I've been in the health world for mm -hmm. you know a minute now, and I'd never heard of it. And then I, it just opened up a, a rabbit hole that has never ended. And, yes. um, and so now I use the, the model, this paradigm, it's completely changed everything that I thought that I knew about health. I thought that I like, I knew everything. I really, you know, felt 
very confident in what I believed was going on with the body, with health, with nutrition, the cause of disease. Um, but Dr. Hammer, which is the German medical doctor who made this discovery of these five natural biological laws of nature that revealed to me, I mean, just the depth of wisdom within the body. And I already believed that the body was wise. I already knew that the body has ancient wisdom within it that knows more than our educated minds knows. Um, but right. the things he put together based on his life experience and then his extensive, intense research um, into the true cause of, of illness and disease, it's just radically changed everything. And so, you know, I couldn't not talk about it after I heard about it. I'm like, this is, you know, it's, it's so fundamental. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it's a natural law. So like, uh, what we'll talk about today, you know, you'll, these are things you can see in yourself um, as you go about your life. It's not something somebody has to tell you. It's not just an idea. This is an experiential science of how the body functions. And so I've been using the five biological laws in my work with people, you know, and my specialty really is in experience transformation. So changing, you know, the way that you perceive and experience the world, because it's that information that you are perceiving from your world that's communicating to your nervous system to your deep biology, am I safe? Am I okay? Or do I need right. to adapt in this moment to better be able to survive in the environment that I'm currently in? Wild and amazing. So that is why I asked you here today, because I had never heard about German new medicine. And I kind of, again, I was saying just before we were recording, I'm like, I don't even know how I found you. And I went down this rabbit hole and then was reading like all of your posts and just, I was like, what is this? And then I was like, okay, we, we have to have her on the show so we can really understand, I guess, selfishly, I really wanted to understand and, and, and hear more about it. So let's break down these five biological laws. Yes. And actually Dr. Hammer's story and how he came to this discovery, really, it's just so profound is that he had a tragic loss in 1978. His teenage son um, was shot and it was just a shock for the family. He, oh, you know, held on for three months, you know, so just, you know, putting yourself in the shoes of a person who's, you know, a teenage son, 17. I mean, that's just such a, the a everything about it is just heartbreaking, sure. loses his son. And then a few months later develops testicular cancer. And, you know, he was, already a brilliant medical doctor. He had several patents and things. He was, you know, working um, in oncology. So he was near cancer patients. And he's like, you know, there, he just had this intuitive knowing that the, there was a connection between the loss of his son and the development of this cancer. And so he started to talk to people and he discovered the biological laws, uh, which is the first one is the iron rule of cancer. And this is the connection between the psyche, the brain and the organ. And so like our psyche is your entire um, signal detection apparatus. So like the stuff that's paying attention to the temperature in the room and a rustle in the corner, you know, it's like your whole being is constantly um, detecting what's going on in this environment right now. Are we safe? Is everything right. okay? Because like the nervous system is ever ready <laughs> at a moment's notice to shift into fight or flight, to shift into adaptation mode in order to help you survive. Because, you know, and that's the thing right. about the... Um, origination of a conflict shock. So this is the conflict shock is what initiates a biological program. And the biological program is this wisdom within the body that adapts particular tissues in response to what you experience. So for Dr. Hammer and the testicle, it had to do with a loss conflict. 
And the whole purpose Mm. of the biological program is to make him more potent. So he's able to replace what was lost. You know, the equivalent of the testicular program in the female is the ovary. And so a woman who has PCOS, um, she has experienced loss conflicts. And so loss um, or fear of loss, fear of losing someone, fear of uh, breaking up with someone. Um, So it could be like the death of a person, you know, the most basic biological is the loss of a child because, you know, in nature, nature's all about reproduction. (laughs) Nature's all about let's keep this thing going. And so we want to be able to reproduce. And if you've lost a child, if there's this heartbreaking, you know, sudden realization, your body's like, all right, let's kick this into high gear. Let's create more ovary. Let's, you know, increase the test so that we can produce more of this stuff that allows us to keep the species going. Um, And so that's how specific this is. That's how it is. There is nothing random about whatever kind of disease or condition that you've developed. There's nothing random about, you know, what is called an autoimmune condition. The body does not do random things. Right. There's always a reason. (laughs) Nature has a reason. Mm -hmm. And we have looked at what the body is doing out of context for hundreds of years. And out of context, it looks like, oh, random cells are growing. Oh, the body's attacking itself. And so we try to intervene and we try to stop it. We try to, you know, give the body drugs and do all sorts of things to like make this thing stop happening. But with Dr. Hammer's discoveries, we see this is happening for a reason. And we have to get to the cause. We have to look at what was it that initiated this adaptive process in the psyche brain organ. Um, And by resolving that conflict, that's how you get back to homeostasis, which is health, which is balance. Um, And so the first biological law, psyche, brain, organ, you know, something happens, something catches you off guard. And the the big distinction here is it's not just stress because a lot of people are like, oh, stress and disease. Okay, I get it. It's not as simple as that. It is more profound and impactful, like the conflict shock moment where you're caught off guard. You you feel totally isolated in that moment. You feel totally alone, um, completely caught off guard on the wrong foot. And that's what boom, kind of sets off this adaptation process. Um, So how the psyche perceives it, and that's not just the mind. That's not like, you know, the thing that's thinking inside of your head. It's like the deep biological wisdom of your entire being. (laughs) And so um, that wisdom makes an assessment of the situation that you're dealing with before you even have a chance to like have any cognition about it, before you're like having thoughts about it, it's already in motion. Like the body has this language that it perceives before like words in your head appear. And so it's initiated there. There's an impact in the brain. And that's one of the really cool, uh, amazing things about this work is that um, via CT brain scan, you can actually have your brain mapped out entirely and see, we can see all the stuff that's happened to you in your life. There are impacts in the brain control that control different regions, different portions of the body. And so psyche, brain, and then organ. That's where the adaptation happens. Um, and the adaptation basically can be fit under three categories. Either there's tissue loss. So for example, like if the throat, if there's something stuck in your throat, the throat needs to widen or it needs to produce more mucus or saliva in order for whatever's there to be able to get down <laughs> or to come up. And so we're either going to be losing cells, widening openings, increasing cells so we can produce more juices, or there's loss of function. Um, And so that's basically how the first biological law, how we can understand what's happening, the shock, the adaptation cascade, 
Um, and then that persists. And then we can get into the second biological law if you want to pause for any questions. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It, it's making me think like, how does someone even discover all of this? You know, like it's so wild to me and interesting to really learn all those connections and understand those connections is, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. So I, I was thinking like, in terms of conflict, have you ever worked with somebody where they don't know what the conflict is? Like they can't actually make that connection between their disease state and the conflict that happened or the trauma? Sometimes it's tough because sometimes it happened a very, very long time ago. And then once you right. like start stacking conflicts, um, he, Dr. Hummer discovered something else incredible called constellations, which is when we have conflicts that are impacting opposite sides of the brain um, in the cerebral cortex. And this is what is um, the cause of what we call mental illness. So schizophrenia, depression, um, all sorts of you know psychiatric conditions, OCD, autism, it has to do with right. the brain and the sequence of the conflicts. And so sometimes it can get really messy because life is long and we have a lot of stuff that happens to us. But once right. you kind of at least have the categories, we know where to look. And one of the things that I rely on is the fact that your, your nervous system knows, the deeper wisdom within you knows, your intuition can access this information. And sometimes the information is buried so deeply because it shouldn't be touched. There are some conflicts that like it happened so early and it impacted your psyche in such a way where there's kind of like there's imbalance, but but things have stacked up and now it's balanced. <laughs> and so there are actually Got some it. things you, you don't want to disturb that you just want to, you know, kind of let uh, let them be as it is. And you can learn to downgrade. And the cool thing about like constellations, for example, is it's what makes us quirky. <laughs> it's what make people so interesting and access, you know, certain types of creative states and, you know, writing flows or something called mythomanic. I mean, it's just the coolest stuff. Um, and so, yes, yeah, sometimes it's hard to, to, um, recollect like in your memory because, sure. um, you know, even like, for example, like a separation conflict, part of the biological program is short-term memory loss. So you actually forget the thing that you wanted to separate from. So there's, there's purpose even behind the things that you can't remember. But I always recommend, you know, sometimes people start getting stressed out about it. What if I can't remember? What if I can't? It's like that reaction. Right. Let's downgrade that. It's like whatever you need to see, you can you you will be able to see, you know, and sometimes it helps to have, you know, another party, someone like asking you questions to to bring certain things up. Um, but trusting in the big picture that you can use this information to improve what it's like to be you to improve your health, um, to downgrade symptoms. Um, so, yeah, sometimes that does happen, though. Okay, ladies, let's chat about beef liver. I know that might sound not so exciting and a little bit gross to some people. I totally get it. But a few weeks ago, I recorded an episode all about healing the thyroid using a food first approach. And one of the foods that I talked about was beef liver. And I got a lot of questions about supplementing with beef liver and which product I actually use. I am currently using the beef liver from Perfect Supplements. So their perfect desiccated liver is obtained solely from healthy grass-fed cows. And they truly believe that liver is a superfood, as do I. But really, in order for it to be beneficial, the liver must come from happy and healthy cows. And the cows that make up the perfect desiccated liver graze exclusively on rapidly growing grass that sprouts from rich Argentinian soil. The perfect cows are untouched by hormones and antibiotics, and they never come in contact with chemical fertilizers 
or pesticides or any other chemical contaminants. So the Perfect Desiccated Liver is really one of the healthiest liver supplements that you can find. I'm a really big fan of them. A lot of people believe that liver stores toxins when in fact the liver filters toxins and stores vitamins and minerals. Because of its function, liver is one of the most nutrient-dense superfoods in existence. It's going to help boost energy, support your immune system, boost metabolism, improve digestion, maintain healthy blood sugar levels, and it is going to support cardiovascular health as well as healthy cholesterol. Yes, it does a lot of things. And more importantly, it is going to provide you with a ton of mineral-rich nutrition. Head on over to perfectsupplements.com. You can use the coupon code wellnesswitch, and that will save you 10% off your entire order site-wide. They have a ton of fantastic products and Recently, I've been ordering quite a bit from them and I absolutely love their quality. So again, perfectsupplements.com, use the coupon code wellnesswitch and save 10% off. Let's dive into the second biological law. Okay, so the second biological law is the law of two phases. And this is amazing. This, uh, there's so much, it's math, you know, like, and that's the cool thing about the universe um, and the biological laws in nature is like there is math going on here um, at this kind of quantum amazing level. And so um, we have a normal day night rhythm. And so normally during the day, the body is more sympathetic active. You know, we're out hunting, we're, we're, we're gathering, we are, you know, sustaining our survival. And then in the evening, that's the rest and digest. That's the parasympathetic, right. also the feed and breed. And so normal day night rhythm, that's just how it goes. And the moment you have a conflict shock, there is the body shifts into heightened sympathetic activity. And so that's when the adaptation is actively happening. This is when those cells are building or the cells are decreasing or the function is decreasing. And that adaptation, it's in response to what you're experiencing. So there's going to be, you're going to have like um, chronic thinking about whatever the issue is, this unresolved conflict. You're waking up like at two or three in the morning, um, just like wide awake with this thing on your mind. Hands are cold, feet are cold, you know, digestion slow. So these are a lot of the indications. Gosh, I'm in conflict right now. Like I know if I wake up at 3 a.m., there's something unresolved. (laughs) There's something going on. Um, And in those those moments, typically like when you're in the conflict active phase, like 60 to 80% of conflicts, you're not even going to know. You're not going to feel any symptoms yet. It's just going to be the uh, the preoccupied thinking, the cold right. hands. There's going to be some indications, but you're not going to know like which organ exactly is involved. I have gotten to the point though, where I can kind of like, de- I, I can tell if I'm in a conflict where I'm feeling soiled and I'm like, I'm building what will eventually be a zit. <laughs> I can tell when I'm in a conflict That's and I'm actively, wild. that there's, there's tissue eroding. Even, even I, I'm, and this is, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, are you just like, because you know this and you're thinking about it, are you kind of making those feelings up? Right. But are I you can, like manifesting this? Yeah. Yeah. But I can even feel things like, um, you know, feeling too slow, like is related to the thyroid. I'm like, thyroid. I feel like I can tell that my thyroid is like increased in function right now. <laughs> and then, you know, and then when the conflict resolves, I can, f- I can feel it going back. And so, um, but yeah, so during the conflict, you're not necessarily feeling symptoms, but you're feeling stressed, you're feeling worried, you're feeling preoccupied about the thing. And so that persists for as long as the conflict goes on. And this is as long as it's not resolved, as long as you um, don't have kind of a conclusion to the story. But when the conclusion comes, when you get the phone call, when you get the text and you get the information, there's that sigh right. of relief. 
And then the body says, okay, now it's time. You know, we were in conflict uh, for three days. Now we need to heal. And there's going to be a minimum of three days of you being in the tissue restoration mode. So if tissue was lost, now it needs to be restored and built up. If tissue was built up, now it needs to be decomposed. If function was lost, we need to restore function. And so that's what's happening. Um, During the healing phase, there are two phases. There's phase A. And so this is when you are tired, swollen, inflamed, exhausted, pain, headache, you know, because the area in the brain, in in addition to the area on the organ, the brain has to heal too. And so this is when there's just like, there's pressure in your head and you feel the Mm -hmm. headache and you, you know, you just feel- You're describing me right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're describing what I just went through. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when I'm sick. And so this, and this is why this work totally changes your language, your interpretation of your symptoms, because you're not sick in these moments. You weren't sick even when you were stressed and in conflict activity. There is, right. there's no such thing as sickness really, because you're either adapting or you're healing. You're either adapting or repairing from the adaptation. Neither of those things are sick. Sick implies wrong. Sick implies something bad is going on, but nothing bad is going on. You had an experience. You reacted to that experience. Your body um, adapted to that experience. And now it's setting you back to normal. And so that's why like getting rid of the idea of like, there's something wrong, bad, just because you don't feel well doesn't mean that something wrong is going on. But that's typically when people run to the doctor, run to the medicine cabinet, run to, right. you know, the, their remedy of choice to, to reverse. You know, if my fever's high, I have to bring it down. If I've got diarrhea, I need to stop it. If I can't go, I need to make it go. And so we try to yeah. use chemical means <laughs> to reverse what's going on rather than this model helps you to like really understand what's happening and why. And then there is a big squeeze. And so the big squeeze is like, it's going to be a muscle cramp, a sneezing fit. Um, You know, this is when uh, heart attacks happen. There's a big squeeze to push out the edema because one of the things about healing is that it always happens when they're in a fluid environment. And so there's swelling, there's swelling in the brain and there's swelling on the organ. And so halfway through that healing, there's going to be this big squeeze moment. Um, And that's one of the best ways to pay attention to that is a sneeze. I actually wasn't sure I was going to tell you if I was going to sneeze during our, um, our meeting today, because I had to all of a sudden change my, my studio, like where I was going to record because there's a bathroom renovation and really loud, like knocking. And I'm like, oh, that stinks. And I did it like really quickly. And I was like, I might sneeze during this meeting. And so that would be a great (laughs) learning (laughs) moment. Oh, that's amazing. Because the sneezes, I had a stink conflict where I was frustrated, annoyed, fed up, um, or I literally smelled something that I didn't like. There's adaptation um, in the nasal mucosa. And then during the healing phase, poof, there's a sneeze. That's the big squeeze is the sneeze. It's called the epicrisis. Um, and so you can pay attention to that in your life. If someone just sneezes, <laughs> like look back at the last several minutes and say, hmm, did I annoy them? I <laughs> did Like I do that with my partner. It's like, oh gosh, I just, I know that I annoyed him because there was a sneeze. Um, that is and so, so, <laughs> <isn't> that funny? <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, but it's a great learning opportunity. And so there's the big squeeze. And then there's the phase B of healing where your body is still continuing to restore those tissues. So that's the second biological law, the law of two phases. Um, and it's so great to know. It's so great to understand. I think every single person with a body needs to know these biological laws because you're operating under these laws, whether you know it or not, whether you're aware of it or not, but knowing it, you can pinpoint, "Mm, I'm in conflict. Oh, I just resolved my conflict. Oh, you know, I've got a fever. I've got a headache. I am in the healing phase. 
you know, I was conflict active for about a week about that thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in it, you know, I'm on day one, but I know that this healing, because it's, it's when people are like, oh my gosh, is this going to get worse? What's going on? I thought I could handle it with my natural remedies for three days. Oh, but I'm on day four, you know, and that's when people start getting nervous and it's in the meanings that you assign to being um, symptomatic um, can determine whether or not you ha- stack up additional conflicts, you know, because once you are symptomatic and you're like, oh gosh, you know, I've heard from a lot of people, I didn't even believe in COVID, but then I got it. And that, you know, but it's like, it's a head game. <laughs> you get in your head, you get freaked out. If you understand simply that all symptoms are adaptations to intense experiences, you, you frame it differently, you understand it differently, you manage it differently. Um, so yeah, so that completes the second biological law. Okay. <laughs> that Yeah, that was amazing. Well, and you just, my brain is racing right now because I'm thinking of a call I just had earlier today and I sneezed and I'm like, <laughs> I wonder what I said or did that caused that. And then I think back to December when I had COVID and I had it really bad. And I was constantly in my head of like, this is the worst ever. This is the worst I've ever felt. This is going to get worse. Like I kept telling myself this story and taking all of the things. And I was like, wow, I'm on day five. And this is still, this is still lingering. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're bringing up a lot of these things for me right now to, to process and work through and, and really see the correlations there. It's pretty fascinating. And that's the cool thing about this work. It's like a profound insight into personal growth because it's like, gosh, I didn't even know. And sometimes you don't even know when you had the conflict. You're not even aware. You're like, yeah, I, you know, I felt this way or that way. And yeah, I was maybe a little upset about it, but it's not until like the symptoms manifest that you really get it. Like there have been moments where I'm like, I'll have a symptom, like something will happen. I'll be like, what? And, 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 but then I'll get to know myself. I'll know that the thing I was dwelling on that didn't seem like a big deal, didn't seem like I was like really massively upset about it. And that's the thing about, again, with conflict shocks, there's a lot of subtlety to it. Cause yes, you can be caught off guard by like a realization or, and then you just, you, you sit on it and you're thinking about it. And it's not like, oh, a huge car accident. And that's like, you know, so it's not necessarily big, just like explosive things in your life, which obviously it can be, but oftentimes there, there's subtlety to it. There's nuance to it. And this just allows you to start to see what is the language of my body? How is my body, my ancient body that has this like m- millions of years of adaptive wisdom embedded into it? How is my body seeing this situation, I might think that's eh, not that big of a deal. I'm just a little upset about it. But if I manifest these symptoms, that indicates that whatever messaging my body was receiving was enough, like was it was caught off guard enough to, you know, initiate this adaptation. And so it is, it's just this window into what's really going on with me. Um, how can I get to know myself better? And so that's, you know, that's one of the coolest things about this is that, wow, this is, this is how my body works. And so you know, I'm not going to say, oh, this didn't happen or I didn't feel that way or because I didn't think it was that intense. That must not be why it must have just been a germ because some people will do that. They'll kind of dismiss it because they're like, I wasn't upset in that way or I didn't feel that upset about it. Um, but right. the body doesn't lie. <laughs> and so by paying attention to it and looking at it through a different lens, you might you might have the opportunity to get to know yourself in a new way. For sure. So I would assume that there would be like a lot of commonalities. Like, for example, you said like feeling slow is often related to the thyroid or like I'm I'm sure there are specific conflicts 
that most people go through. And symptomatically, there's a lot of the same symptoms that people like experience because of that conflict. So what are some of those commonalities that that you see? Totally. And that's and that's what Dr. Hummer discovered. He discovered all of this, the indigestible morsel having to do with the digestive system. So this is something, you know, archaically, like in the body, it's it's like a bone fragment. It's something in your system that you you can't pass through, you can't digest. Um, and so the body increases. Um, and this actually kind of gets us into the third biological law, which is okay. the biological, the compass of um, GNM, which is um, the different types of tissues, which is so cool. So our, our body is made out of different tissue types, just like a house is made out of bricks and we've got drywall and we have, you know, wood. We have all these different um, materials that the body is built, that the house is built out of. The body's the same. So we've got the, right. the endoderm, which is the oldest tissue. And so the oldest tissue is controlled from the oldest portion of the brain. And so it behaves in a certain way. And so the oldest tissues have to do with this getting the morsel, getting the air morsel, the food morsel. We, we want to get these morsels. We want to break them down, digest them. Um, and so if um, you have a conflict that's affecting this endo, one of these endodermal tissues, there's going to be cellular increase during the conflict. Um, and so an example of that is like the right side of the thyroid is about acquiring the morsel. It's like you feel too slow to get the morsel. And so what that means, what that could look like is I have a deadline to meet. I have to, I have a quota. I have to sell this much in order to, you know, meet this uh, deadline and, and I need, I need it. I need to get the morsel. I need to get the money. I need to get the thing. And so when the body, like when you have this realization where you're like, damn, I got to go, I got to hurry up and like get this right. thing done. The body hears the endodermal, um, you know, tissue, the old brain. So in the brain stem, there's going to be the impact, the psyche, the brain is impacted in the, the brain stem. And then there is going to be cellular proliferation of the, uh, the thyroid gland, a cellular increase. And why would that be? Well, to speed you up, <laughs> to produce more thyroid hormone so that you can hurry up, get that morsel and then relax. And then when you're, you know, when you're in that healing phase, that's when, you know, maybe you have some inflammation, you know, some swelling in the thyroid because the body is now in the healing phase. And so that's, right. you know, one example of an old brain type of tissue um, that responds to a particular type of experience. Um, and then we have the old mesoderm. And so the old mesoderm, an example of that is like the dermis, which is the deeper level of layer of skin. And this is all about right. protection. And so all of these different th the conflicts have different themes. So again, the ancient ones, the oldest brain have to do with just basic survival, eating, reproducing. Um, the next layer, uh, the old mesoderm has to do with like protection. Um, and so it is a, it's a, the protective layer of skin and it also increases during conflict activity. And so my favorite example of this is the zit, <laughs> the acne. Um, and so if you're feeling attacked or feeling soiled and, you know, keep in mind that the ancient version of all of these things were literal. They were, something is attacking me. I, there's something on me. There's something, you know, gross on me, dirty on me, something is, you know, and so the body gets the message and it proliferates additional, um, dermal cells. So it thickens the skin. It thickens that area as a protective mechanism which again, makes perfect sense. <laughs> Why wouldn't the body do that? You know, if right. you have a conflict in this way um, and then during the healing phase, there's decomposition again, that breakdown. And so when you have like the pussy uh, inflamed spot on your face, um, mm -hmm. it's not because of the bad diet. It's not because of the, the face wash. It's because you felt soiled. The connection for me um, was huge because I thought that all of my acne was due to nutrition. 
And that was like my thing for the longest time of teaching people how to clean up your nutrition in order to fix your skin. Right. Even though I would do all these different like crazy diet, I did a, you know, 80, 10, 10 for a while. I did the um, raw vegan diet for 30 days and I'm like, I'm going to have the best skin ever. And it, 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 that didn't happen. And then, you know, I clean up everything, get out all the bad oils. And then I'm like, oh, this is it. But I'd still have a breakout. And then I'm like, oh, it's, it's uh, sauerkraut. It's probiotics. I just need, you know, good gut health. And that's going to be the thing. And I would still get breakouts. <laughs> it would drive mm-hmm. me nuts because I'm like, okay, I, I thought I was doing everything right. What could this be? It was a feeling of being attacked or being soiled. And so that experience can happen. Yes, it can happen with food. So I felt soiled every time I ate out at a restaurant that cooked with like canola oil or any kind of like, you know, inflammatory seed oil. Um, and so I was like, oh, this, this food is bad. It's inflammatory. It's bad for my skin. But I felt soiled when I ate that food because now mm. I can eat that food. And even like years before I knew about seed oils and stuff, I could eat that food and not have breakouts. Now that's the, that's the case it's because I no longer see this as a soiling food that's inflammatory and bad for me. But when I saw it that way, I had that experience and I would get acne um, every time I ate out. <laughs> right. That is so wild. Again, I'm trying to think about different scenarios that I've been in where I felt the same way. Yeah. Um, okay. That's so wild. And then there's a, a third part, right? To the. Yes, there's two more there. So that's three, the, yes. So we've got the endoderm, the old mesoderm, the new mesoderm are the connective tissues of the body. And that's controlled by the cerebral medulla. So a different area of the brain controls these organs. And what the way this program works is there's cellular loss during the active conflict. So the perfect example of this is um, any kind of joint pain. You know, so being a chiropractor, this was super interesting to me because, you know, mm-hmm. I was under the belief for the longest time that it has to do with alignment and misalignment. And so if you've got pain in your neck, it's because there's misalignment in your neck. Yet when I was in practice, adjusting people, doing all these, you know, like I oh, like you got to do your exercises, got to do your stretches, got to do all this stuff um, in order to align your neck and then you won't have neck pain anymore. And yet people would do all of the things um, and would have neck pain or shoulder pain one day. And we're just like, did you do anything? Did you injure it? And they're like, no, I didn't do anything. And that would baffle me. But now it makes perfect right. sense because <laughs> the, um, you know, the neck, the shoulder, you know, it's, it responds. This, this is one of the most common types of conflicts, which is self-devaluation. Mm. So anytime you feel devalued, not enough, not good enough, not fast enough, not strong enough, not smart enough, not a good enough partner, parent, friend. Um, whatever, like performance, um, self-devaluations, if you like work with your hands, you create things or type things. And then you're like, oh no, I, I, that was stupid. I shouldn't have written that. I shouldn't have done that. I messed that up. (gasps) Self-devaluation. The body hears that and says, Hmm, what can we do for this organism that is feeling devalued? The, the, so the biological solution is to become stronger. And this does not occur though, until after the conflict has been resolved. And so during the active self-devaluation, there is tissue loss. You're losing tissue in your, you know, your connective tissues, muscle, bone, joint, um, fat tissue, there's tissue loss. And then when you resolve it, when you're like, I got this, you know, you're feeling, you got a boost of confidence. You're feeling better about yourself. You get a compliment, something changes, something shifts within you in your psyche. You resolve the conflict and then the body restores, rebuilds, makes stronger that shoulder, that joint, that lymph node makes it bigger. And that's the whole biological purpose of it. However, that comes along with pain, (laughs) discomfort, inflammation, back pain, neck pain. And this is 
This is how people can get you know, stuck into a loop of chronic pain is that when the right. pain happens, they often will devalue themselves and say, oh, I was doing so well. Things were just looking up and boom, now I've got a flare. Now my body hurts and I can't be a good mom. I can't be. And so you can see how it's so easy to stay stuck in these loops of reacting to the symptoms when you don't know why they're happening with more conflict. Right. So we can't fully heal until we resolve the conflict. Well, yes, because yeah, that, that is the, when you're in the conflict, there's adaptation happening. And once you resolve the conflict, um, that's when the, uh, the program shifts into the healing phase and the body starts restoring. Right. Right. So, you know, I'm, for example, I'm like, I'm thinking of my partner right now who, who's hip, like he's been having issues with his, with his left hip for the past few weeks. And we we had changed some things up with our mattress and he was like, it's gotta be the bed because this is just not going away. So we, you know, changed it back. Like the way our bed works is like we have these different layers that you can swap. And so then we changed it back and, you know, it's still not going away. But I can think about all the business and changes and all the things that he's going through right now. And well, there's the conflict. And so I guess what I'm saying is like, I mean, he obviously doesn't see that. So he may get some temporary relief by doing, you know, osteo or whatever. But ultimately, to truly bring healing, like he's got to work on the actual external conflict that's happening to really bring about healing. Cause I'm, I'm totally going to talk to him about this <laughs> tonight and be like, here's why your hip hurts. And the, the hip specifically has to do with a conflict of being unable to keep up with continuous demands. So that's like the specific nature of it. And if he's right-handed, this is a cool thing um, for everyone to pay attention to. If you're right-handed, and this means like when you clap, like that's, you have to do the clapping test because sometimes you write with your right hand, but your dominance is actually left. Um, And so when you clap just kind of spontaneously, it's which hand is on top and like moving faster. Um, So the the hand that moves towards the other one, there's going to be one that's more stationary. And the one that's moving, that's the dominant side. So if you are right dominant, your right side is your partner side. So partner, father, friend, sibling, basically anybody who's not your mother or child. And then the left side um, is your mother-child side. And it's reversed for the left-handed. So the left-handed, their dominant side, their left side is their partner side. And then the non-dominant is the mother-child. Interesting. Well, he is left-handed. So we're going to have to have conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it could be part, yeah, partner, father, friend, even just like life stuff. If like or his business career partner business. or like, okay, okay, yeah, cool. And so if there's a lot of demands that are going on, there's devaluation. His hips been adapting, and if he's like going through these cycles of pain, that means that there's adaptation and healing. And that's where a lot of people, when something becomes chronic, or you're like, I have an issue with this. You know, one time things are just one time things. Like one time I had, you know, uh, bronchitis, or one time I had you know, one, one type of conflict, but when things become chronic, it means that there's tracks and triggers, that there are things that are going on that constantly are reminding you of that conflict that are, you know, you could drive past a building where you had a conflict once and that even could, you know, signify a trigger. This is how allergies work too, is that we don't, we're not actually allergic to the food. The food was in our system when we had a conflict and so now every time we are exposed to the food, the body reactivates the biological program as a warning sign. It's like, a, oh, we're around this thing. 
you had this conflict the last time you were around this thing. Let's go ahead and go back into the adaptation um, just as a preventative or um, protection mechanism. And so that's how allergies work. That's how these tracks and triggers, and that's how things become chronic is via the tracks. Wow. Yeah, that's super fascinating. So just to go back for um, the comment that you had made about, you know, acne and feeling like soiled by, by specific foods. So for those who are listening, who are like, well, I guess I could just go and eat anything right now. <laughs> what would you say to that? I would say yes. I would honestly is the, um, you know, the nutrition plays a role. And obviously like you want to eat foods that are close to nature and not packaged right. and boxed. like you, you know, I still have standards for the things that I eat. Um, but it's nowhere what I thought it was before because I no longer see nutrition as this disease preventative thing. I see it as um, healing support, as uh, just life support. I I eat the things to sustain um, my you know quality nourishment in my body, but it's not to um, decrease inflammation, to change this or that gene expression. It's no longer to like try to connive to stay healthy or to boost my immune system because in the gene right. in genome. We don't even look at there. There is no immune system. There is no like little battle guys who are fighting the bad guys and keeping, you know, the good guy. It, there's none of that because um, uh, the fourth biological law is actually the the um, looking at the ontogenetic system of microbes. And so what that means is that microbes in the body, so bacteria, fungus, you know, the things we call viruses, which is kind of a, a little bit more of a, a rabbit hole discussion. But um they, they function in the body as the cleanup crew, as the assistants. Bacteria are there to help you. There are no bad bacteria. Bacteria become active when they are necessary. They become necessary during the healing phase of a conflict. So after you've resolved the, um, you know, the thyroid conflict or the digestive, indigestible morsel conflict, the bacteria, they turn on, the brain turns them on and says, now go to work. And that's when you say, oh, I have an infection. Oh, I have candida. Oh, I have you know, I've got an infection right now and I need to kill it. There is no infection. There is no something from the outside or something turning bad on you and, you know, causing inflammation from the inside out. There's um, microorganisms that are doing work. <laughs> and the only reason they're doing work right now is because you were in an adaptive phase for a while, your body tissues uh, went through an adaptation and now they need to be set back to normal. So again, either if the tissues built up, they need to be decomposed. If tissues broke down, they need to be built up. And that's the, that's the function and the purpose of bacteria, tuberculosis, um, strep, staph, all the, all the names of all these bacteria, um, E. coli, it's, it's, they're all serving a purpose. They're all serving a function. Wow. Okay. Fascinating. So was that, that was the fourth one. That's the fourth biological law. Actually, yep. going back to the third, there's one more yep. layer, and that's the ectoderm. The ectoderm is the newest brain control from the cerebral cortex, and these types of conflicts have to do with separation. And so the, you know, the mm. example for that one is the superficial skin has to do with contact, with touching. And so babies with eczema, if a baby gets eczema you know, back of their knees and in their inner elbows, they miss contact. They're missing hugging someone. Um, and so that physical contact when there's separation, um, and you can see how, you know, in modern society, it's just like all the conflicts that can happen, you know, babies in right. the hospital being taken from their mother immediately, absolutely should not be happening. You know, kids very early in life being separated from their parents to go to daycare and to babysitters and things, you know, like right. for the first 18 months to two years, like the mother and the baby are kind of one thing. And any amount yeah. of separation is affecting both of them. And so 
Um, there's tissue loss during the active conflict and there's memory loss. Um, like I said, that is to help numb you. You know, we're numbing the area that's missing contact and we're trying to forget the thing we're missing contact from. Um, wow. And so that's the separation conflict. And then when it heals, there's itchiness, there's inflammation, there's redness. And so, you know, it often things like eczema, psoriasis, these things get tied to foods. And we say, oh, this is an inflammatory food. This is, you know, milk or, you know, yeah, dairy and gluten and all of these things are inflammatory. We need to get them out of the system. If the gluten and the milk and the dairy is, if it's causing these things to flare up, it's simply because they're tied at a deep biological level. It's tied to the separation conflict. Wow. Okay. Fascinating. <laughs> Again, every every biological law you're going through, you're making my brain think about all these different scenarios and people and friends and family. Like, yeah, it's so wild. It's it's really fascinating. And it all just makes so much sense. It really, really does. That's the thing about it. It's just like, oh, this is logical. It's biological. This makes sense. I have reference points in my experience for it. It's like, this is how the body, it functions. And it's just wild because everything that we thought, again, everything that I thought I knew about all of these things about nutrition, it's just like, it's just different, you know? And, and when you understand the meaning and the reason for all of these adaptations, and that's actually the fifth biological law is this quintessence. And the quintessence is just this understanding that there is nothing malignant in nature and that the, these programs that they, they make sense that there's purpose behind them. It's all to improve survival and reproduction. <laughs> it's all about life. And all of these biological programs, not one of them, you know, the idea that cancer is in your body to kill you is just the most inaccurate and scary thing. Because I remember being a kid and I had aunts and a grandma that had cancer. And it's like just kind of this scary looming at any moment for whatever reason, because of heredity or whatever, or smoke, it's like, your body can all of a sudden create this thing called cancer and the cancer wants to kill you. And so we need to try to kill the cancer before the cancer kills you. That's terrifying, existentially terrifying to have something in your body. And even, you know, people going in for all sorts of, you know, scans and PAPs and mammogram, all these like tests to see, oh, are there any of these cells in your body right now? Because if they're there, we better catch them soon. Like that is scary. But when you understand that the only reason that the breast builds additional tissue is in response to conflict. And if the cervix is, you know, if there's cancer of the cervix, it's because you had a sexual separation conflict. It makes perfect sense. It's like, I know I have had different types of cancers. They would never be diagnosed as cancer because they didn't last long enough. And that's the only difference between like a full-blown cancer diagnosis and, you know, just like a little bleeding or a cough or like a little like pain in your breast. It was the duration of the conflict. And that's the only difference. And so like, we've all had cancer. We all have cancer. Cancer is part of the... Right. The body's um, normal adaptive function to to worries, you know, nest worry is what what causes the breast gland to grow. You know, it's like I'm so gravely concerned for the well being of my offspring or someone I love, someone I care about, that my body wants to produce nourishment for them, and that's why that type of tumor grows. And like, how cool is that? Yeah, that is that is super cool, super fascinating. And so for somebody that is like listening to this right now and kind of doing what I'm doing with the body scan and all the things that, you know, are showing up, you know, where do we start? Where does the healing really begin? Yeah, it it starts with awareness. It starts with this putting these dots together and not, you know, sometimes people will hear this and they'll start like getting in their head about it. 
you know, they'll start freaking out and panicking and, oh, I can't ever be worried. No. Oh, and this could cause this. And, oh, now I'm causing cancer. And, ah, stay calm. (laughs) And and that's really what the, 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 the cure is, is, is being calm, is returning to balance of finding the the areas of your life that are out of balance, that you're constantly like, oh, this isn't working. Oh, this isn't working. Your body is adapting and your whole kind of psychic system is trying to get you. It's trying to urge you, nudge you in the direction of resolving your conflict. Resolve your conflict of, of finish this story. What is this thing that is out of balance, that is unfinished? You know, like your body just wants you to finish it. It wants it, you know, if there's a story from your childhood of I'm, you know, of being abandoned or being left alone or not being good right. enough. It's like, you know, the body's continually adapting to that if you haven't changed the story. And once again, that's why this is such a Im- brilliant insight into personal growth and like what um, changes that you can make here and now. And so by paying attention, pay attention, what's on your mind? How do you feel? How do you react to symptoms? That's actually one of the first places people can start is by having more gentle, calm, balanced reaction to their symptoms. So instead of going to like a freak out panic, oh my gosh, something, you know, it's like, oh, this is interesting. Curiosity, you know, like, let me, let me see if I can learn about this and understand this um, more. And I can send you links to where people, um, the education that I recommend, if you're like, I need to jump, jump full on into this is from <laughs> totally. the teacher. His name is um, Helmut Pilhar. And he was um, Dr. Hammer's approved lecturer of all of his material. And just within the last year, um, his all of his courses are, have been translated into English and they're like, you know, they're not, it's not the complete library hasn't been finished, but, uh, you can get started. <laughs> and by the time awesome. you make it through what's available, um, I'm sure that the, the rest of the, um, courses will be available, but that's what I recommend. You can find those links on my website as well. Um, you know, I've, I, my YouTube channel is very kind of user-friendly, like very entry level, like watch the videos there. That's what I recommend. Yes. You know, just- I saw you have amazing videos on there. Yeah, there's a lot of videos that you can just kind of start to see. Okay, that's how this functions. I have a list um, on my my website, on my blog of of resources, books, um, courses, things that you can do to dive in further. You know, I work with people one on one who like want to, you know, transform their experience, who want to see things through this lens. Um, and yeah, my the basis of my work really is self awareness, understanding, returning to balance, learning how to be calm, learning how to you know redirect. The anxiety panic voice in the head <laughs> is kind of like what I really focus on with people because I find that's like one of the major obstacles is just the constant, what about this? What if this? What about? Th-? And it's like, we have to do something with that voice <laughs> because it can drive you crazy and it can increase your panic. But once you start to, um, you know, reframe uh, your understanding of that voice and its function and how it operates, you can really... It's, I call it like chill therapy. It's like, we just need to learn to chill about all the things. Totally. We, chill about the, we chill about the work things. We chill about the family things. We chill, chill about the health. We just chill about the things. And that yeah. balance and that peace is really what informs the body. I'm safe. It's okay to heal. We can, you know, this is okay. Absolutely. Well, I mean, on that note, you know, given everything that's been happening in the world in these past few years with the pandemic, like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on sort of the health crisis that is probably going to be emerging from this? Well, I mean, I think people are in all different stages of it right now. I don't think there's going to be one big one. Um, I just think that everybody in the way that they're perceiving the situation, the, you know, from the lockdowns to the job loss to the, you know, just the, the changes and the masks and some people, you know, it's so funny, just the spectrum of like so many people I'm working with, they're like so majorly triggered by, you know, the, the restriction of freedom and people wearing masks and the fear and all of that. Like, 
that's become a conflict for them. So they're, right. you know, and so people are on all different ends of the spectrum. Some people are so afraid of, you know, the, the quote germs. Some people are afraid of the, and so um, I do think that this is a wonderful opportunity for people because they sure. get to, um, you know, look at how they're looking at things, look at how they're perceiving it. And I think it's uh, just an amazing time for people to wake up to these truths. And I mean, it's been an incredible couple of years for, for sharing this because people are kind of ready for it. They're like, okay, what's really going on here? Why are people getting sick? Why, where does sickness come from? Is this virus even legit at all? Which it is not. And you guys need to look at the work of Dr. Stefan Lanka, who, you know, hit like virology is smoke and mirrors. The things that they're telling us that they have isolated and that this particle is causing illness has never been proven. It's never been proven. Even if you say, oh, but I had it and it was so bad, you had a conflict. And it you you labeled it as a germ that you got from this or that location, this person. It didn't happen that way. It's, you know, and it, it there's a lot of nuance to it. And that's why you have to be open to learning. A person who's not open For to sure. it is just gonna say, Oh, this is BS, this is baloney. They're not they're not gonna be ready to hear it. But um fortunately I do think that people are more ready because of what's happened, which has kind of primed people for um, you know, something new, some new paradigm. Because as long as we are still under the spell that disease is caused from germs. I mean, we're handcuffed for life because there's always going to be a new one. There's always going to be a variant. There's always going to be something, you know, and, sure. and, and there's always going to be someone, some benevolent uh, person there with a, with a vial of something to sell you, you know, and it's like, you got to see it. It's a scam guys. It's like, it's totally um, designed to get you hooked um, into the system. I mean, just look at the profits that Pfizer has made over the last two years. For sure. It is. It's so wild. Um, yeah, I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole with that for sure. But I, I w when I was looking up, you know, German New Medicine, and I was actually on your YouTube channel, you know, you there was a, I guess on one of the slides there, it was saying like, why you never have to fear disease. Because, you know, because, because of all this, right? Learning the, learning the biology and, and trusting nature. So I thought that was, really beautiful. And if you wanted to expand on that a little bit about not fearing disease. Yes. And the, yeah, the fear of disease, the fear of something's going wrong in my body, something bad, or I'm being punished, you know, I'm being punished for uh, that, that bad meal that I ate. I'm being punished for the cupcake. I'm being, you know, this idea that I did something wrong and I'm being punished for it, or something just random is going wrong. You know, like fearing disease, like so many people, they do, they live in, in constant chronic fear. That's one of my favorite types of person to work with is someone who's got chronic, just health anxiety, just in general. They're just worried about every type of, type of health thing, because yes. by understanding this, um, this map, by understanding this language of your body, you never have to fear it. You, by understanding it, you can see, you know, like people sometimes ask me, well, what would you do if you had cancer? I go, I would understand why it happened. I'd say, wow. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. get over that thing. I did not solve that problem in a timely manner, <laughs> you know, and therefore my body adapted excessively, um, just it, not even excessively. It was in response to my excessive, uh, perseverating on whatever that issue was. I didn't resolve it. And so it's right. not, and it's not even punishment. It's not consequence. It's just cause and effect is that this is just how the body works. And when you see it through that lens and you kind of decontaminate your mind from all of these notions of, you know, punishment or the body turning against me or, you know, um, just this disease, like disease, it sounds like this entity, this thing that comes and gets you. Oh, COVID came and got me. Cancer came and got me. And so when you personify it in that way, it is, it's scary. It's an enemy. And so whenever there's an enemy, there's going to be a rescuer, a savior who's going to 
come and intervene and give you medicine and give you these things to help you to not get the... But when you realize this came from me, I cooked it up in my own kitchen. I made it myself. I made this tumor all by myself. Um, My body did it and it did it for adaptation purposes. It did it actually to help me survive, not to kill me. And that's what gets rid of the fear is that I know even if I'm hacking up a lung and I'm coughing and I've got a fever and I'm oh and I feel like crap, I go, I know that this is my body getting back to normal after that conflict. I know that this is just my body getting back to normal after that conflict. I know that this is just the response to the adaptations that were made by my body on purpose in response to the experience that I had. And it's like, thank you, body. You know, it's like, I'm not comfortable and I'm going to try to, you know, ease this and put some ice on my head and drink some tea and, you know, just kind of ride this out. But I'm not going to look at it that my body's doing anything wrong or that, you know, something bad is going on here. Something very appropriate is going on here. For sure. I mean, just like when I think about fevers, like that's, that's a classic one, you know, so many, so many of us want to suppress the fever, but it's there for a reason that heat is there to, you know, kill something off to actually bring about healing. So, you know, that's a classic one. Well, that is a classic one. And a little twist on that is that there's not, it's not saying killing kill. Yeah. yeah not saying- <laughs> I was going to say, she's going to call me out on that one. <laughs> and, and that's, you, you find yourself, it's, it's inevitable to not do that because it's like when, because the language and how, because that still implies that there's something bad that needs to be burned off. And Got this, it. and again, this paradigm, it's just, it's so radically different that the fever and the increase in temperature um, you know, actually certain bacteria and things need it to be warmer in order to, for the bacteria to do their job. Um, and so often the fevers, the higher the fever it has to do with the cerebral cortex. And so it's just a little nuance on, um, understanding that yes, it is there for a purpose, um, but not necessarily for the burning off of, of, of bad things. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Amazing. So one last question before I let you go. And again, there's just so much we could go down the rabbit hole here, but, um, I know you have to go soon. So my, this is just a random question, has nothing to do with German uh, new medicine, or actually maybe, maybe it does. Maybe there is something to this. What is it like to only follow one person on Instagram? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> my, uh, it, you know, the, the notification you get on your phone of like how much time you spend on your phone this week, yep. it, went by, you know, it went down by like an hour average <laughs> after And so like, I'll I'll pop in and check in on people, but like the not having the constant scrolling there, um, is good for my brain. (laughs) Um, and so that is, um, I, I do recommend, you know, minimizing just because there's just so many influences, you know, it's just so constant. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it definitely improved my, uh, decreased my screen time. For sure. And then, you know, it makes me think about like when you were talking about feeling soiled or attacked or right, that that's what's happening in the world of social media. And there's just so much confrontation and division. And I can imagine what, what people are feeling because of that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, taking all people's stuff, things people fling around on the internet. I mean, every day there's something or, you know, somebody disagrees or somebody has, you know, this or that to say, and it's like, you know, it's keeping that distance you know, keeping everything at at that arm's length and just understanding that whatever their reasons are for posting the things they post, attacking in the way, you know, people are shutting down, like the stuff that I like to talk about, like not everybody's ready for it. And just that understanding that not everybody is there ready for it um, really helps with that, not taking it personally. And so the, you know, the less personally you can take these things, the more you, you know, it doesn't activate those conflicts. 
For sure. Absolutely. Well, that was super fascinating. Where can our audience connect with you and find you? Yes, I'm on Instagram, Dr. Melissa Sell. Um, my website, um, DrMelissaSell.com, the YouTube channel, Telegram. Um, feel free to reach out. I'd love to connect with you. Um, but definitely in, look at the, the YouTube channel. Is, uh, there's just lots of stuff there for you to, to chew on for a while. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we will be sure to put all of that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really hope you learned a lot. If you would like to learn more about Melissa Sell and connect with her, you can follow her on Instagram at Dr. Melissa Sell. You can also head on over to drmelissasell.com forward slash resolve for more information about her programs and her work. Thank you again for being with us. If you haven't left us a rating and review, we would love it if you can do so on any major platform that you listen to us on. It really helps our podcast get noticed and supported. This way we can reach more women globally and help support them in their health and their healing journey. Thanks again, everyone. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.